only thing you have ever cared about in your life is nugs, chilling, and grindage. Yeah, well, I happen to care right now. That's convenient. You came along for the ride, and you let me do the dirty work, because you thought it might work out to your advantage. Those are desperate words of a loser. Maybe you can hum the theme song Won't hold it against you if you get parts wrong While the memory's not too strong There's a piece of you from a time long gone So while these fuzzy warm feelings remain the question we ask is still the same Is it a treasure or just plain lame? Is this still good? What's up all you juicy nugs out there in Podland? Welcome back to another very special episode of Is This Still Good? I'm a host, my name is Gavin Murray With I'm me... An- I'm another host, Sage, and I gotta ask right off the bat, how many of these are special episodes? All of them. They're all okay. very special. Special to me. Are they not special to you? No comment. Okay. What do we do on these episodes, Sage? Uh, well, we uh, revisit childhood treasures and something-something nostalgia goggles and just see if things are still good. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And do we do this just by ourselves, just the two of us? Uh, not yet. No. Not yet. Eventually someone will bail on us and we'll create a character maybe and I'll do one of those voices that I've been working on. Uh, but today we have a guest, a Drew. Hi, Drew. Hi, that's me. I'm Drew. Welcome, Drew. Thank you. So happy to be here. And Drew, I believe we have a theme song for you, so we're going to play that right now. Oh, great. I'd love to hear it. Wow. Yep, yep. That's right. Drew's here all the way from his trailer park in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Drew. And, oh, yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. How are you? How's life? How have you been? Life's good. I've been good. You know, um, watched Encino Man this morning. So what, that was... Why, uh, why would you I watch could, that? Um, I don't know. I was just feeling like, uh, you know... You're supposed to watch Juana Man. <laughs> <laughs> I did time. in the group text gavin was like we're gonna watch the blast from the past encino man and i was thinking about <laughs> it's very being like well which is it um yeah that no. may have been a badly timed joke uh when i'm trying to actually get across communication and get us on the same page mm-hmm. thankfully i too watched encino man this morning sage yeah watched watch it a couple encino? days ago okay good yeah that counts I've seen the movie. We've all seen the movie. We could we could do the thing. Well, I also watched Blast from the Past recently, so if you guys wanted to pivot, we could do that too. You know, I would have I would have watched that as well. I did watch that one don't, growing don't. up. Oh, it's, it doesn't hold up. Don't nope nope nope. All right, this was a special mini sode of it's just still good about Blast from the Past. Apparently I not. I thought movies. it might. I thought it might hold up. Does yeah. not. So, so answer that to, question. Yeah, what you got to do with Blast from the Past is like get one of those little containers, you know, those little lock boxes, put it in there, bury it, mm-hmm. with a note to yourself in forty years, and just never dig it up. Yeah, I'm glad we. Uh, <laughs> Very yeah. problematic. I, I guess, fortunately, <laughs> I did not have time to, to watch Blast from the Past in addition to this. I was working all, all week up in San Francisco. I just drove back to L.A. and got home like an hour ago and fought my cat, and uh, now I'm here. Is that your routine when you get home? Sometimes. A fight, a fight with the cat? Like yeah. A welcome real... home? 
Yeah. Boxing match? I mean, it's up to the cat. I don't, like, charge through the door and <laughs> boxing gloves out. Here. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Drew is the co-host with uh, frequent guest Mark Van Aglen, uh, who was on our Mortal Kombat episode. So I'm assuming true. that's why you put that in. I, and that was, it was unintentional uh, before I started saying it, but then during, I realized <laughs> that that was actually a good thing to do. I to like this little, this little Potomatic universe that we're building. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just going to turn into a little feedback loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah yeah i'm on um a show called make that song now um with mark uh and we do music and stuff and uh gavin's been on sage hopefully you'll be on soon but yeah thank hopefully. you guys for having me here you know um yeah yeah, yours requires a little bit more work than ours because you just had to watch encino man for ours and i have to like mm. set up a recording studio and buy a dobro well, I did have do that. to. <laughs> oh, look, I see. You yeah, require but... that of all the guests, right? I mean, <laughs> purchase a dobro. <laughs> that is in our rules, but no, you can uh, you can do whatever you want to with the music. You could record on whatever you want to, and you can uh, use whatever instruments you want to. But with this, I did have to pay three ninety nine to rent Encino Man, so I am going to be asking for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you saved your receipt. Uh... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I want to know when when you all first watched Encino Man was it was I'm assuming this was the second time you've seen it at least. Well, for me, gosh, I uh, I've seen it a few times, and I I I honestly don't remember the first time. I know mm-hmm. I was pretty little, and I remember enjoying it. But I did have a phase in high school where I was really into collecting as many Pauly Shore movies as I could. <laughs> Thought you were going to say Encino Men. <laughs> And yeah, and yeah, <laughs> just digging up different <laughs> Frasers, you know, just... um, turned out I was just grave robbing, but uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I found, I think it started with Encino, man. I found it in the thrift store on, on VHS for like $2 and continued on. And I was hoping to get the whole set. I think I only ever got Encino, man, son-in-law and jury duty, but um, I thought it would be you know, funny if I was really into Polly Shore. And so I kind of developed this thing. But then I remember rewatching Encino Man and being like, oh, yeah, this is actually really good. And it's like got <laughs> f- uh, funny lines to quote and stuff. And Did then... you did you think that if you brought your Polly Shore collection to your school uh, that you would stop being a loser and uh, just be the most popular <laughs> kid in class? Uh <laughs> Uh, no, it was specifically uh, so that a girl would uh, ask me out to prom. Mm-hmm. Or no, that I could ask her out from jail. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being a real piece of shit, just um, all around. <laughs> what about you, Gavin? I mean, so Drew and I were friends in high school during this this period. And while I have oh, some Polly Shore okay. holes in my history... Uh, like the biggest one I remember watching a shit ton of is Biodome. Yeah. Uh from that same period which in my memory holds up a little bit better than this, but I also haven't seen that since probably back then. <laughs> See, I so I'm afraid a, to <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time either, but I remember it being more annoying. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's just because of whichever Baldwin is in that movie, but Yeah, uh, Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. It's cuz he's also trying to be Polly Shore rather than having a, a Sean Astin. 
Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> There's multiple Pauly Shores in this movie? I mean, Basically. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin's just, yeah, he's being a stoner. And it's unconvincing. <laughs> Very unconvincing. That's 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 my Pauly Shore memory. Uh, and Steno Man, I also have fond memories of watching around the same time, along with Blast from the Past and uh, George of the Jungle. I felt like, you know, Brendan Fraser really got into this weird uh, missing link groove that he was doing. And uh, yeah. do could do no Monkey wrong. Bone falls into that way, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd almost argue that Dudley Do-Right does. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> How many time traveling Brendan Fraser comedies are there? Are, there uh, are we counting Doom Patrol? Because I feel like that. Ooh, I mean, they do. They, there's probably time travel in that. I've only made it a couple episodes in. There's at there's least like ten years gap travel. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if you just take off that part, like the character that he plays is just like in a room for forty years as a robot. Spoilers for the first a, five minutes of Doom Patrol. Definitely a form of time travel. Yeah, yeah. I vote if you're immortal and you're telling a story that uh, goes through the ages, that counts as time travel. Mm-hmm. Also, as we've established on our Clockstoppers episode, all. All time is time travel. <laughs> Every movie is time travel. We're constantly time traveling. Yeah, that's true. Look at us go. You at home. I'm proud of you. Like traveling through time. You're probably listening to this in the future. <laughs> wow. You, you've known sights that we've never seen. <laughs> What's the weasel sound? Someone do the weasel sound. I know you're going to do it at some point. <laughs> oh, I cannot. That is a. That Maybe is not a. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. No. All right. Now that we got it out of the way, I never want to hear that again. All right. I didn't the want to the sound. rest of it. I didn't want it in this movie. Well, they like added it. it in. I thought that was so funny that it's like almost every time it happens in the movie, there's one time you see him do it with his mouth, and the rest yeah. of the times it's like an the added. Rest of the time it's overdone. a very poor addition. <laughs> yeah. Like his fingers are making that sound. Slapping. <laughs> oh, I just, God, why did I just do that noise for it? I don't know, but it was much more pleasant. Let's... It's like a really gentle dove. It was is, like a coo wheezing yeah. the yeah. juice at you. If they had wheezed coos at each other. <laughs> oh, I didn't like how that sentence no, came no, out. No, no, <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, don't, uh, pro tip, don't ever say the plural of coo. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work. Well, Sage, so did you grow up with this movie? No, I've never seen this movie before. Really? Really? I'll do you one better. I have never seen any Pauly Shore movie. Oh, what? I don't even... know how that skipped. I'm a, I'm not even aware of several of these movies you said. Obviously, I've heard of Biodome, but I don't know anything about it other than it's a Pauly Shore movie. I had always assumed Pauly Shore, a person who I can't place in my head, was the titular Encino Man, and I found out Brendan Fraser was in it like a month ago, and that's how i got talked to seeing it i'm gonna blow your mind sage and tell you that i can for a fact tell you you've seen a paulie shore movie what have i seen although he went uncredited paulie shore was in a goofy movie okay oh (laughs) i don't i don't know how much that counts but if if you want your uh if you want your points you can have them i'm not using them (laughs) i've got too many points you could have some but so this was your first like real entry to seeing Pauly Shore's face. Did you have like MTV uh, yes. growing up or anything? Did you? No, definitely not. Uh, my one uh, TV channel for most of my life was Alaska Rural Communication Systems. Ooh. Uh, and it had uh, Wishbone on the weekends. It yes, was just like nice. every day it was a different basic channel, like broadcast. So some days we'd mm. have our NBC nights uh, and then it would be ABC and it was it was just a mess. And then on yeah. weekends we'd we would have like the Saturday morning cartoon Fox thing going mm. through. 
Um, but no, no MTV, and I don't think my parents would have let me watch MTV until I was at least in middle school. That's fair, yeah. I mean, that was the time to watch MTV. After that, it all went to shit. But I, yeah, I didn't have any... I didn't have MTV growing up either. I just had a few channels, similar to what you're describing, like... Tacoma Rural yeah. Communications. We all watched a lot of Arthur and... <laughs> I watched a lot of Arthur, yeah. And there was really no reason. Yeah. That's a terrible show. It's uh, the theme song's amazing, but those like, PBS man, shows. It's not still good. <laughs> it was trash back when I watched it. We are. I, fucking there was just literally nothing else on. Right. We are knocking out the minisodes today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. Yeah. Um, Fu, You know there. This some episodes. That was solid. Yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give the Kraft brothers their due. You got Sagwa. But, uh, Any, anybody remember Sagwa? Let's just lightning round this so that we can stop doing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like forever. This is I the think last. We're episode. all just a little bit afraid to get into Encino Man. As the I'm not. I'm, I'm ready for it. All right. I have. Uh, yeah, I have no qualms with the things I am about to say. <laughs> well, because I never had nostalgia goggles to take off. Now, Sage. Do you feel like taking on the summary here as the person who just saw this for the first time? Uh, let me do some jumping jacks. Okay, pumping yourself up. Oh, I like those dance moves. Uh, I see you. I see you listening to uh, weird. What kind of music was playing in this? Like disco, like '90s disco. Oh, I wrote down it's generic rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, are you listening to the monkey? <laughs> All right. How, how much time's on the clock for this, Gavin? Uh, you got forty-five seconds. All right. So we start. In the Ice Age, the Paleolithic era, with a very dirty Brendan Fraser, who is very confused because he's a very dirty caveman. And there's an earthquake, and spoiler alert, he freezes. All right, we jump to the present, where Sean Astin and Polly Shore are, they're high school losers. No one likes him. Polly Shore is fine with this. He just wants to chill and wheeze and just have a good time. Uh, his character is stony, which tells you a lot. And Sean Astin is uh, also a loser. Uh, the difference is Sean Astin sucks. <laughs> He's so bad. Dave yep. is shitty. No one likes him. And I feel like I'm supposed to like him because he's actually the lead of the movie. <laughs> I and so. I like Sean Astin in general. Anyway, we'll talk about that a lot later. Uh, Dave is digging a pool in his backyard. And what is under his Encino backyard other than a caveman? That's right, folks. It, it's a it's a caveman. There's a caveman in his backyard. It unfreezes. Uh, they they chase him around for a little bit as he gets into hijinks, uh, and then they shave him down, bathe him, put him in clothes, and take him to school so they could be popular. And that's the fucking plot of this movie, kids. <laughs> Having not seen it and having not even seen a trailer for it, I thought it was going to be like 60 minutes at this point of just chasing Brendan Fraser in full caveman mode around Los Angeles and just having to hide it from people. Like a, like a hangover style story. Um, but even though this movie came out in 1992, it is it is very much an 80s comedy, which means... The plot is about getting popular in school. Is it really? Is it really about getting popular in school? Or is it about accepting yourself for who you are? Mm -hmm. Although, but also you do get popular I mean, at the end of the If you movie. accept yourself for who you are, do you get popular and you get the girl at the end who didn't like you two minutes before you were making out? If you're a rude caveman, then you are. Rude means good in this movie, too. 
Oh, mm-hmm. gotcha. it, took me, it took me a while to figure that out. I had to learn what a lot of things in this movie. <laughs> I'm like a little too young to have been of an age when this came out where I would understand yeah. what the fuck was going on, but I'm fairly certain a lot was like made up for this movie in terms oh, of dialogue. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not even sure they use all the the like phrases they're using correctly. Like I'm pretty sure jive is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they use it know. as a they use it as a as a positive thing in this movie. Yeah, you know, I'd I'd never heard nugs in reference to people. <laughs> uh, I never. Yeah, so well, it's when, actually a surname if you check the credits. <laughs> <laughs> when when he says all you care about is chilling nugs and grindage, I I knew that grindage uh, meant food, which I absolutely that's oh, great. so I just learned that five seconds yeah. ago when you said grindage it. means food. Okay, which I, I also I wrote down some other notes about. There's some. There's some I great... assumed it was weed, but like nothing in this movie See, is really that's screaming what I thought, the fact. That's what other I thought than that. That, the, is... that Paulie Shore's name's Tony. There's really nothing <laughs> to indicate that. Like, no, he's high all the time, right? Yeah. Um, I, there's no actual references to marijuana use in the film, right. though. So, so I thought the nugs was in reference to weed, but I, I then on this rewatch, definitely, they only ever use it in reference to women, which is strange. I think one of the actors is just credited as Fresh Nug, Gazonga Lady Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's ca- Caveman Nug, or mm-hmm. yeah. Cave woman nug, nug or whatever. Cave yeah. Yep. The woman at the end. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> just cave it nug. gets transformed from cave woman to hot chick and then the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot in this movie that doesn't really make sense. No, I don't think it's really trying that hard to make sense. It, it is trying really hard to have a good time. Yes. I'd say it succeeds in that in a lot of parts. Yeah. So th- this movie annoyed me while I was watching it but as soon as I finished like I just had so many fond memories of of the good moments like thinking of it uh-huh. two days later I have to remind myself that like I was not having a good time while I was watching it <laughs> it's just like when we covered Mortal Kombat I'm like oh it's not actually that good and then two days later I forgot and I referred to it as a good movie from my childhood <laughs> yeah well, I mean, well actually so I'm, I'm curious what was your impression going into this movie not having seen it and not having seen Polly Shore before. Like, were you excited? Um, so Did I've you been hopes? hesitant for a while because I had Polly Shore described to me as, like, an <laughs> actor I probably would not like, like, mm-hmm. on the more annoying side. Um, and I found a lot of his performance pretty charming, uh, to be honest. Yeah. This is maybe the most charming, I think. Oh, God. Well, I'm not watching Biodope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend Oh, it. he is much less charming. Well, he's he's a dirtbag in that movie, comparatively. In this movie, he is the sweetest and most likable person in the movie. Yeah. He is the most good-hearted person in the entire film by a long shot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't personally feel like he's trying to annoy me. I am annoyed much of the time, but it doesn't seem like that's the points. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of these other characters could be designed to annoy the audience in a way that some people would like. This this feels... And the whole Stody performance, not knowing who Polly Shore is, felt really naturalistic. Like, (laughs) I could never see him acting. It wasn't a like a Jim Carrey performance, which I don't even mean in a derogatory way. It's no. just like yeah, I'm yeah. never well, not aware that Jim Carrey is doing 120% all the time. Yeah. The whole character is just ported over from MTV, which is really bizarre to me because it's like 
you know, it's like an SNL film where you've given a character from a sketch a whole film, but they did these whole this whole series of movies where he was playing the exact same character, but it's never made clear that that's what he's doing. But he was the weasel is an invention from MTV, and I I don't even uh, remember any of the stuff they did on that, but it was all all of his little catchphrases and stuff came from that, and uh, yeah, it was pretty silly. And then I think this movie was supposed to be like the vehicle for it, and in a way, mm-hmm. I guess they succeeded probably with what they were trying to do, but uh, definitely. I don't think it ever found any critical acclaim. Oh, no, this movie uh, no, did not has do a, well. <laughs> it has a 15% in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. See, I think it deserves uh, a little bit better than yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean, that feels a little... But it's also, I'm trying to... Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes would be people rating it a lot later. I really would love to know the critical no, 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 when no, it came no, out. The Rotten, Tom- Rotten Tomatoes aggregate... Like, the, fi- the 15% is the aggregation of critical reviews okay it has a 54 percent. but how much of that is contemporary because critics can write reviews later yeah but i mean most of it's written from the time i mean it it didn't it came out in the 90s it's not that old of a movie like 90s it's old but yeah yeah no it's a it's an 80s movie that was a couple years late (laughs) it feels very 90s to me in a lot of ways i mean in like like, style but like yeah I don't know. I, I haven't seen weird science, but like you change a couple things around, and don't they they make a girl robot? To yeah, okay. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, and something they get problematic. Popular because of it, <laughs> probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the same same movie except for better theme song. Weird science. Yeah, it's got Oingo Boingo phoning in a theme song. Uh, hey, <laughs> that's a great song. It's a great song, but they phoned it in. Well, yeah, and Oingo Boingo phoning in, even when they yeah. phone it in, yeah. that's a great song. <laughs> this movie did have some pretty interesting uh, music in it, and I think the some of the set design even um, references it. There's the two the two hip hop kids, you know. Yeah. Did you notice their <laughs> locker? They have a locker, and the door o- is open, and they've like written all, all the it. graffiti, and just says hip hop with an exclamation <laughs> point. I loved that. A lot of little little touches in this film that I feel like yeah, really make it special. I would love to be a little bit older and have been able to really see the early 90s. Because every time I see uh-huh. it in a contemporary movie of the time, I'm like, that's got to be bullshit. <laughs> There's just yeah. no way people dressed like this at a time that I was alive. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's regional, you know? Maybe, mm-hmm. in, maybe in Encino they did dress like that, but... Uh... I doubt anyone ever dressed like. Nope, nope. Never mind. I was gonna say I doubt anyone has ever dressed like Polly Shore does in this film intentionally. I assume but he then came I to set dressed. Yeah, and and I feel like I've also known people that do that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, they have the crazy decorated scooter or whatever you know, and they wear all that kind of stuff. Honestly, a lot of his outfits were pretty killer. Yeah, that mesh, long mesh, sleeve mesh, mesh shirt, uh, pink top. Yeah, <laughs> making over. Yeah, over like a hoodie at one point. It's it's weird, but it works. I mean, and Brent, the way they dress Brendan Fraser in this movie, I'm mm-hmm. very yes. jealous of. He looks stunning. He looks so good. In that opening <laughs> scene where he's first dressed and he's walking yeah. into school, though, they gave him the rattiest shoes anyone could have ever had. Like, where the fuck did they find those? Am I allowed to curse on this show? Is that we'll find out? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I don't you know. Not listen to the show. <laughs> I have. I will. Yeah. I will segue if we're talking about Brendan Fraser just being a snack in his clothes in this movie, and I <laughs> yeah. will say that uh, it's still not great that all the women just want to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, especially after he sexually harasses them. That's yeah. a little. That's a little troubling. Um, like if this was a different movie, there would have been a lot of assault in it. 
I'm just gonna say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. The even they set it up too at the beginning. The creepy teacher is like, "Oh, well, the Crow Magnet man just takes what he wants," and he gets right. really close to the high school girl and says. Mm-hmm. Including women, it's just so creepy, dude. Yeah, that was like, but he's hot. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. People in high school are stupid, so like, I'm going to forgive a lot of dumb things that people say because uh-huh. I've heard people say a lot of dumb things yeah. in high school. Like, oh, that that caveman's hot. I'm like, yeah, but he'll rape you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that oh, scene said. God. Okay, yeah, yeah, and and, the and she was a little turned on by it, and I didn't. It, well, need it's to right. see At that least in the like, movie okay with it which is not okay but we got rose mcgowan's acting debut in this film that was rose mcgowan yeah her very first movie was this one and she he when he first walks in he goes up the steps and she turns around and goes i think she's yeah she says oh my god he is totally rude yeah uh, (laughs) great great delivery yeah i do like yeah well and that and that girl you were talking about earlier in science class she'd like i'd date him and I like how date is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie is very PG thirteen in a lot of ways, which sometimes, like you stated, a mm-hmm. good thing. Yeah, no, thank mm-hmm. God. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see an R rated version of this movie. No, no, absolutely not. The, yeah, it, maybe if it's not a comedy, then there's something there, and we'll talk about uh... that towards the end. <laughs> but I don't know if I want to see the non comedy version of this. That sounds very terrifying. I mean, there's like a tragic King Kong story in there potentially. Yeah, it could be a heart-wrenching drama, you know? But we'll, we'll, we'll pitch our takes later. Let's talk Gazanga's boys. Do you remember her, her name, by the way, that girl? No. Nugs. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it was Ella, and I, I, I had to look that up because I, I couldn't figure out if they said her name once in the entire movie. The, like, best friend of the mm-hmm. female lead. Um, Robin. That's the name. That's the name of the Robin Sweeney. Yeah, that is her, the name her I full can name remember, a lot. Yeah, but the other girl, her name is Ella, and uh, yeah, I don't think I don't know if it gets mentioned even once. But yeah, I wrote in my notes that she she needs to value herself more. <laughs> it's a, it's a little I mean, sad. she knows what she wants. You know, I she doesn't seem unhappy with her road in life. Yeah, um, I think she just turns out fine. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. So, what'd you all think of um, this? This fit into my understanding of Estonia pretty well. Yeah, that's something I like a lot. Also, I've been looking at tickets to Estonia this week because I think the EU is opening up, and I could maybe go for Midsummer if that's a thing this year. Oh, uh, so it was weird to just see it dubbed as a joke in Encino Man. Well, they don't say Estonia; they do say Estonia. But then later oh. they say Estonia. Like yeah. the first time it's just Estonia and then that mm-hmm. becomes he's the Estonian right. exchange right. dude. I do think that's a little clever. That's one of the jokes I liked in this movie. <laughs> um, I think like just passing off this exchange student as like, yeah, he's from Estonia, whereas everyone should be thinking of like, oh, you are sheltering a mentally disabled man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, he just eats the dog food and the dad doesn't bat an eye at it. Well, yep. no, he does like kind of throw up into his napkin but like what good parents right to not be like concerned about the well-being of this teenager yeah they're not xenophobic at all that's (laughs) like props it's yeah there's some really bad parenting in this are very gaslightable for sure (laughs) one thing that i noticed in this that i i don't think i don't know if i've ever noticed before was Polly shore referencing his home life in that scene Mm -hmm. at the dinner table when the dad's like how's your mom and he's like she's bummed and then they never bring it up again 
Um, I've got a theory on No, they on do, that. because there's that really weird moment where he's like, Mr. Morgan, if you're edged because I'm grinding on your footage, just chill, because I have a... If I had the Brady family thing at home, you know, I'd be happening this over at my place. Right. But, uh, but even that is vague. Like, he doesn't, there's no real clarification of what's going on. I've got a theory. What I really need is. I want to hear it. Wait, wait. Okay. Let me know this theory. Let's take your theory. Okay. So, multiple times, Stoney is really worried about people's pancreas. Yeah. During. You know, he keeps saying, you're going to hurt your pancreas. My pancreas. You could have hurt his pancreas. <laughs> Ow, my pancreas. I'm pretty sure his mom has pancreatic cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, that's what I, that's what I got from this. I'd be bummed if I, I had that. pancreatic cancer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too. That would be pretty uh, pretty bad. I think if the movie really wanted us to know what was going on with Stoney's personal life, they would have had Sean Astin stop to, to explain it to him directly probably every four or five minutes. Because that's the thing that happens in this movie. Sean Astin will just say <laughs> what is going to happen in the scene. It's like, no, we've got to get him registered <laughs> to go into school. <laughs> right. Which somehow they do with a dog. Like, I would have just glossed dog. over that part because it doesn't make sense. Like, he's just going to school now. You don't have to show him registering because it's more problems than solutions the meathead detective bullies later (laughs) figure it out which the school administration couldn't figure out when they were fucking registering this kid that he's actually a dog apparently Mm -hmm. yeah that was pretty great they have yeah it has actual pet uh hospital yeah like they turned it in with the pet hospital uh (laughs) letterhead still on it yeah I loved the bully in this, by the way. Matt. He is great. He was great. Shush. So I, that's not great. <laughs> what? It's, yeah. Watching Pauly Shore turn the tables after he gets and like pour punch on his head and then tell him to shush. Yeah, and they thrust him into a real... cake, which I was also curious. Why is there a giant cake at prom? <laughs> that doesn't you, seem. You don't remember prom cake? You, you guys, <laughs> oh, I never got any prom cake. You guys didn't get married at prom? <laughs> No, although, I mean, that'd really be like killing two birds with one stone. So I wrote down a <laughs> number of ways that I could tell that this movie was made in 1992. Yeah. Um, and the one that stuck out the most is that there are, there are multiple sequences where something will happen and two characters will look at each other and they'll mm-hmm. scream <laughs> and then it'll be the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> Does, so and very, the camera kind of pans a little bit. Yeah. Like, Did this yeah. come out after Wayne's World? Yes. Okay. So like three months after Wayne's World. That was World. my okay. So uh, it was okay. all right, but it like didn't start filming after Wayne's World came out. Right. So something in something in that Encino water. But the world was primed, you know. Mm-hmm. The table was set. The grindage was. It probably uh, it was probably overshadowed a little bit. I feel like you know <laughs> by Wayne's probably, World. Probably a little fairly. I don't know which is better. <laughs> this movie does have fit some fantastic physical comedy and sight bags. Um, Brendan Fraser specifically, yeah. his his body movements in this movie are really uh, just really good. He's, he's he's hilarious. Yeah, I joked about the dance sequence at the end where they all do the monkey. No, it's really uh, good. It was great. Like, he does a lot of dancing in this movie, and it's. I'm a big fan of people impressive. just instantly understanding how to line dance together and <laughs> yeah. some new dance that's made up. Oh, he instantly understands every dance. Always he, works for me. He jumps into right. the hip hop. Well, he creates what? it. Yeah, he, I don't know how Dave got it though. 
<laughs> Dave shouldn't have been able to understand. I just figured they've been practicing it in one of those montages. <laughs> I yeah. have to show you everything that happens, just like snippets of it, and it shows the passage <laughs> of time, and that's what a montage is. Uh, that was Sean Astin explaining what a montage is. <laughs> right after Dave uh, tried to white fang Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Is that where that's from originally? I always think of it as Harry and yeah, the Hendersons. Yeah, that's Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> okay, Go on, get out of here. Whoa, which, well, which came first? I mean... I don't know what I don't White know. Fang is. White Fang oh, is really? a Jack London novel. I don't know oh, if it okay, happens yes, in it the novel, but it does happen in the movie. Oh, White Fang. I'm pretty sure it happens in the, in the book, too. But um, I'm aware of the book. I didn't know that it was a movie. Yeah. More than one, uh, but I believe that... What's his name? Uh, Han Solo... Uh, all denied, right? Oh, is that that was the new one, right? Right, that's, that's the yeah. So that came yeah. out. That came after uh, Encino Man. Just saying. Did you know? Fun Moving fact on. about Han Solo, he doesn't have any people. But there. Did yeah. you know that? <laughs> well, you know who does have people. You know who has family. Uh, Encino Man. <laughs> I was very touched by that moment when uh, there's a sequence where they go to the Museum of Natural History and mm-hmm. to like the Ice Age exhibit, and Brendan Fraser is overwhelmed by like saber tigers and woolly mammoth skeletons and then he sees like the people that could have been his family and he just starts trying to make a fire and get back to his life paulie shore is to come over and comfort him that, yeah that was, it good. was moving everything was. about that worked for me um yeah. i will say like it's hard to buy into the premise because that is there's there's a part of that scene that is also like the bully looking at the Estonian exchange student, and you could see the idea right. pop into my head. Where <laughs> That's where is this? Is he a caveman? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a he's a detective. Yeah. Oh right, he's a detective, right? He's, yeah, he's yeah. a crack private. I mean eye. that that character is a hundred percent going to be like a a bad FBI agent in someone else's movie, right? <laughs> oh god. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure he went on to try and do the Watergate scandal is what my <laughs> or wait, I guess the timeline's a little wrong. No, it's a time travel cut caper. It's fine. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> so this movie centers around the idea that a caveman would be the coolest guy at school and not just some weirdo who keeps <laughs> shitting himself. Yeah, yes. he does adjust really quickly, and um, yeah, one of the things they never touch on is his learning how to use modern plumbing, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, he doesn't just shit in the corner. I mean, he might just be shitting in the corner and getting away with they it. They might have just given him diapers. <laughs> they also don't go over that. Do you think Brendan Fraser went full method on this one, like Daniel Day-Lewis, and just harassing everyone in the crew? I mean, God, I, I hope, hope so. Yeah just grunting i mean i like that he can talk <laughs> i will say there are like four maybe five parts of this movie that made me we'll say guffaw just made okay. me actually audibly laugh um and one of those is another fun montage where Polly short takes uh crow magden fraser to <laughs> to the park i forget magic what mountain. it was to magic mountain uh and he shows up a roller coaster and it, like really hits on like how well Brendan Fraser is accepting sub things. Uh, but maybe don't take a caveman on a roller coaster. <laughs> I love that like they're the they're the only two men in that entire park. Everyone else is a girl in a bikini. Yeah, who all want to fuck <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Well no, there's also a mascot, a panda oh, bear the mascot, mascot that I gets, the, so bad gets really him. hurt or just really abused yeah they're Polly Shore is really mean to him in that scene that, right that was... it's the only time Polly Shore is mean in this entire movie to anyone he just well really except for the like bully pandas 
apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a really good scene until Dave shows up. <laughs> Actually, that was my favorite part. <laughs> I yeah. I'm not gonna remember the quote that happens, but they start talking at the same time. Brendan Fraser and Polly Shore on on his scooters. Like, oh no, mm-hmm. he talks like he's you now. You. And just yeah. hearing Brendan Fraser do his interpretation of buddy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Reason? That's, I vote that's what we open this episode with if we find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it needs kind of mean to the guys who run the 7-Eleven or whatever, too, when they're... They do trash that store, which, by the way, one of those guys is Eric Avari, who was later in The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I didn't, I, I picked up on that this time for the first time, but uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I bet you are uh, great at Easter egg hunts, my friend. <laughs> um oh yeah for sure uh no i don't know i've never i haven't done an easter egg hunt in how do you not know this time. about yourself are they still good let's go right now i don't, I don't know a lot about myself okay uh, let's get into it yeah <laughs> well, that's here, what, why we're what was your favorite what was your favorite bit in this entire movie if we haven't discussed it all? um matt um Just told you fighting mine. the hammock was pretty good Ooh, i wrote oh, that yeah. one down too um, i got worried about him like that was a, that's a stunt the yeah stepping in through a window into a hammock and yeah, it could have it could have fully flipped over, could have broken his neck, could have been could have gone really bad. I wrote, um, "Man stumbling in hammock is funny." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think. Yeah, I don't know. There were a lot of there were a lot of bits in this movie. None of them were all that good. Uh, no, hammock was one good. One of my favorites was the Benson burner. There, the Benson burner. Benson burner. Benson burner. Benson burner. Bunsen burner. Burnson Write in to stillgoodpod at gmail.com if you know what a Burnson banner is. Burnson bean burst. When you got uh, Encino Man eating like the frog that he's supposed to be dissecting, cooking it over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of great Brendan and Fraser bits. Fantastic bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I I also wrote down in my notes very early on, haha dog funny. Uh, when he's uh, scratching himself like a dog. I don't know mm-hmm. why that's the first instinct that a caveman would have after being unfrozen is he sees a dog and the dog starts scratching his ear and he goes to do it too? What? Where did that? I don't get that. But uh, Well, he just got reminded about fleas. I'm surprised oh, right, they didn't right. give him a dog in the opening to try and like... That seems like easy points. Right. To what? To have? Oh, in the oh, this movie's yeah, not interested smart... in easy points, Kevin. I don't know. I don't know how historically accurate that would have been. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie was really which which if we are really one thing about this movie, this yeah. movie is very concerned about its historical accuracy. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, first of all, Brendan Fraser is like nearly hairless. Like yeah, <laughs> except for well, his, I mean that dread. would be true because it was during like the last ice age, which was only ten thousand years ago. <laughs> like that's true. He wouldn't be a guy. I think all the crow magnets were dead by then. <laughs> yeah. How'd you guys feel about the the bar sequence? Oh, with oh, those that... fun Mexican stereotypes calling Polly Shore essay and making him drink tequila against his wishes. Definitely, well, yeah. If you want to be a man, problematic. <laughs> Um, I did like how supportive they were of each other and of the main characters. Yeah, you know, everybody unless that, anyone everybody looks at his pretty... woman, then he'll kill them. <laughs> um, yeah, but then he then he even changes his mind about that, you know? Right, he's... because he's he's the, the 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 Spanish that they've learned in Spanish class, which also is terrible Spanish. <laughs> yeah, the cheese is moldy. I believe they refer to a bathroom as sanitario. Yeah, uh, which yeah, I don't I don't know why that. That's probably there, like but... washroom. Mm. 
You know, this movie was written with Google Translate. Uh, they traveled <laughs> few forward in time, used Google Translate, what went back to 91. Tremendous waste of resources. <laughs> you gotta love a good conga line, though. I mean, <laughs> that was that was great. And I, you know. And that's just being hit on the head with this character is cool and popular. <laughs> he just does his own thing and a conga line appears against him. Well, he's not even. He says Kazangas and tries to molest someone and they're into it. Yeah, I believe what that was cool the second dude. blatant sexual harassment is when he pulls the girl off of the bar. Which they don't explain what happens. They no. Just just later pop back she, up she does appear later and seems to be fine and he's dancing with well, someone else so uh it seems it's it seems to give the impression that nothing actually happens mm-hmm. um but yeah it's still not good um either way and then the oh. the, the cops come in that was, that's the worst part yeah uh when they start yelling immigration and oh uh, is that i'm i'm yeah uh, looked away at that point i, I was like what bartender cops here the bartender, who I think in the credits is credited as Rastaman, which is also troubling. There's a lot of troubling stuff in this scene, you guys. Could have been Rasta Nugs, man. Uh, well, if if it had been a lady, probably would have been. Um, yeah, a lot of troubling stuff in here, guys. I don't feel good talking about it. <laughs> there, there was some. I don't. I didn't know how to feel about like a lot of the music that you guys are talking about. Like early on, there's like some Aboriginal music playing. With like a didgeridoo mm. and like a dance beat mm-hmm. it, when he's watching that stuff on TV. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. Yeah. But I wonder if like in the early nineties, that is an actual like famous video that exists. Because yeah, my I problem don't... is not Brendan Fraser yeah. looking at this and dancing. I think that's great. My problem is just that existing in the first place. No, right. Well, and, and it, it feels did like it's kind of supposed to be. Uh... Yeah, it seemed like it may have been an actual music video for an actual song. Yeah. That seems like some shit that would be out in 1992. <laughs> yeah. It Nothing reminds me of, uh, if you've seen Get Him to the Greek, one of uh, Russell Brand's characters' big songs is uh, African Child, about how there's an yeah. African child inside of him screaming to get out and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, guys, do you think you could beat up a caveman? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, probably not. Just couple, Well, I mean... Think about some of the advantages that you do have. Like, a caveman's going to be in better shape, probably, unless they've been starving. They're all dead, so They're I got all, that no, I mean, like, me. no, you have time travel rules. You're put into the Beyonders okay. arena, and you have to fight a caveman. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, you guys seem pretty certain that you'll lose. Yeah. I just, like, so here's... A caveman is brute force, and also I feel like every fight with a caveman is to the death. So, like, if you give up, you die. <laughs> Right, and they have probably haven't watched WWF, which I think was what you're going to get to. Well, I was just going to say martial arts in general, like like society has learned to fight in different ways, and you know, use tools would be a big thing. I feel like he's pretty much got rocks and sticks, um, but he can't like tie so a rock you could to just a bring stick, a gun? and then you've I got mean, a if you're going to give you me a millimeter, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like you could be put in. I don't know. Let's say let's say you're in a high school, and you can like uh-huh. use the environment around you. Right. Right. Um, yeah, if, yeah, using the environment around you. Oh, well, see, I feel like a caveman would probably be relatively familiar with using the, the environment around him. Okay. Because they're most likely more inclined to use whatever they can if they're actually struggling to save their life from, like, say, like a saber-toothed tiger or something. Right. They're gonna, they're gonna grab whatever rock or stick is near them, you know, if they get knocked to the ground. I don't think it's gonna be that much of an advantage to have a trash can next to you, you know? If, if anything, I think they'd be more ready 
to do that. Whereas like, you know, I have a societal part of our survival yeah. stuff growing up is like, we don't kill people. Whereas back. I'm just worried right, about ripping Batman my pants, clause. you know, I don't even, I don't want, I don't want my clothes to get messed up. Yeah. You know? Let me, do you think a uh, caveman knows how to high kick or how to sweep the legs? Do you know how to high kick? Yeah. I'd probably Can pull you? something doing it right now, but like, <laughs> I did a lot of judo and taekwondo and Muay Thai. Okay. Um, I'm not saying I can do these things currently. <laughs> My neck hurts and I haven't done anything but drive four hours today. Uh, but I've got the knowledge. That was the thing actually is watching this movie. What what age do you feel like Encino Man is supposed to be? Um, uh, I mean, what age he's supposed to be? I think he's supposed to be generally the same age as... Sean Astin and Polly Shore's characters, which is supposed to be like eighteen. Yeah, I mean yeah. he wouldn't even 17, live 18. past twenty four, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's that's. Oh no! Sense. How many kids do you think he had? <laughs> oh no! I, I thought he I had mean, a that, full that family. Survived? <laughs> like, they, it was just them two at the beginning. So, yeah, they either ate them or they just didn't make it. Just saying, cave baby snow. I'm not saying that I would definitively be the caveman in a fight. I'm just not resigned to defeat like you guys. Like, I think there's some odds on just me. Just accept it. Just accept it. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win this one. I mean, the caveman. I feel like. I mean, Brendan Fraser in this doesn't know how to fight. He just gets hit and just stands there and he has to learn how to headbutt people. He has to learn how to like do very basic caveman fighting in this. That's true. And he just absorbs it through the TV. Mm-hmm. Like Old the boy style. Yeah. <laughs> Learning. <laughs> he knows Kung totally Fu Totally makes sense. Yeah. Yep. No Kung Fu, but... <laughs> Which I also appreciated that uh, Stoney was completely against. He was not having it. Did not think no, again, fighting was the way to go. Yeah, Stoney is just like a total sweetheart for most of this movie. Yeah. Really the only likable person in this film. Yeah. Uh, he still annoys me at times. Given, like but... enough of a character to really you didn't, have. You didn't like the, the sexist uh, driver's ed teacher? Um... <laughs> that sequence was fun. Parallel yeah. parking isn't like your disco music. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's not good. a thing it's not a feeling <laughs> i like that brendan yeah. fraser not only knows how to drive a car he knows how to drive it on two wheels yeah for, for like for apparently quite minute. some time yeah i paused it at that stunt driver because that that stunt driver did not look anything like brendan <laughs> fraser they looked much larger and then Polly Shore was in the in the in the front seat but it's like they dressed up the stunt driver to kind of look like Link and uh, just did not. Did not. Do you think those were real insane. human legs sticking out the top? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what you think they were like animatronics? I don't I think, think they were animatronic legs sticking out the top. I don't know. I think I think they were real legs. I mean, all the I other people like, in that rig yeah. were real. I feel like driving on two wheels is pretty hard. You put like someone flopping around on the top. That's a very impressive stunt drive. Well, the there was only one shot where. I think it may have actually been a stunt driver and it actually was driving on two wheels because in that shot, the legs are wiggling out the window and the car is just shaking violently back and forth <laughs> while it's going. And it, it's slightly terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it probably, they probably uh, had 
couple injuries from that one, I feel like. But then in, in the other shots, they, you know, get it so the camera's just below where the where the mm-hmm. car is. And uh, it's clearly on some kind of rig when it's driving through the school halls and stuff. That does make a lot more sense. So if you guys were going to write a love triangle and put it in a movie, um, <laughs> how would you feel? I'm going to pitch you something. How would you feel if one of the characters was a caveman? Good. Oh, see, I wrote I would not like it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's more of a love quadrangle, maybe a cinquintal. Because you got. Let's go. Let me. Let me. Let me try and untangle this web. It just makes me not. So you (laughs) think very highly of anyone involved in the triangle, (laughs) because the the girl likes a hot guy who has. Who, who is a caveman, and the guy is infatuated with a girl who likes a, a guy who is a caveman. <laughs> Just, like, none of those things are great. And uh, and the, the other guy is Dave, who sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're referring to I'm referring Dave. to Robin saying, like, I want to go to the mm-hmm. to the prom with uh, Link. Can you ask him? <laughs> Which only happens at the prison. very end. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a shitty response to a but a, to a very shitty ask to a prom. Yeah, I'm in I'm prison. I'm using my yeah. one phone call from jail. <laughs> guilt to ask you. you to go to prom with me. Just say yes. Yeah. That seemed classic, Dave. <laughs> yeah. The one recurring note that I've got in my two pages of notes is just. I mean, it goes through. Dave sucks. Dave still sucks. Dave really sucks. Dave is explaining Dave, the plot to me. <laughs> Dave loves pouting. Dave is the worst. Dave is white-fanging right now. Oh, oh this one, uh, when he hands that picture to Robin and says, remember when we were naked together? Oh, God. <laughs> God. That was rough. Yeah. The the picture is them as babies sharing a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Dave still sucks. Dave doesn't know what prison is. Uh... <laughs> Dave White Fangs Link. Yep, got that one in there. Uh, and then just no, Dave, no. I think that was the last one. I don't know what that one was in reference to. That could to. mean that she, when she actually does, when he goes, I've got one more thing for you, and then they make out of the That end. was it. That was exactly yeah. it. Yeah, I've got one more thing to show you. It's this. And it's just like, this is this is not earned. <laughs> I'm not happy about Absolutely this. Absolutely not. If anything, <laughs> yeah, he should probably just get frozen at the end. Pushed into the pool, and then he freezes, and he's the next Encino Man. That's the Maybe sequel. he learned something. Maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah. He needs some time uh, to himself. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Um, <laughs> I do, though. I mean, talking about the real impact on how on what this did to me when I saw it when I was younger, I do think this probably had a decent amount of effect on my ideas about, like, what kind of clothes I should wear and what kind of okay. stuff. Because I did, thinking about it in high school, go through a pretty ridiculous change from wearing, like, all black and then suddenly wanting to change everything about what I was doing and uh, buying lots of interesting, like, colorful, bright bright colors at uh Browsing at the Poly Shore stores. collection. Basically, yeah, <laughs> bell bottoms, you know, yeah. like you know, going. I remember on. you wearing a lot of like uh, button-down cowboy shirts. Mm-hmm. Oh, the western shirts. I still, yeah. I, that's still a big part of my uh, my wardrobe. Was, no, I, I remember like Biodome also like was a really colorful movie, and I'm mm-hmm. sure if you were mainlining Polly Shore, like the man's son-in-law definitely is. He also accessorizes a lot with uh, more like country and western clothing. Um, mm-hmm. Not a great film, but uh, yeah, I don't want to think about that. One. <laughs> no, I have really good memories of going to like we we went to we went to thrift stores because 
after high school, there was not much to do besides uh, round table and thrift stores mm-hmm. uh, in town. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot going on in Sebastopol, California. I remember going and sitting in like uh, a furniture store and they threw us out because they accused Mark of shoplifting, even though he was wearing a skin tight jacket. Yeah, uh, they thought he had something under his shirt and made made him unzip it. And I think his exact words were, I'm just fat. And um, they, uh, yeah, they were, they were jerks. They They were were jerks. They were a couple of Daves. Yeah, they were definitely older versions of Daves that never saw the error of their ways. ways. Which I would argue David doesn't in this movie. Never. No, there's no comeuppance. There's no resolution. Yeah. He gets the girl. And he gets his pool who party. did not like yeah. him two minutes Why? earlier in the movie. Is <laughs> like, even the way he goes in to kiss her is weird. Like, he says some dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's high school. People he does say get, dumb shit. He gets shit. his pool party. And... Yeah. Which is explained by just a shot of rain. Yeah. yeah. It would some be rain It's a very muddy pool. But okay. <laughs> and it would then... just be mud. Well, it's a little late for the segue, but speaking of roundtable, <laughs> been sitting on that one. Should we go around and ask the question why we're all here? Is this still good? Now, Gavin. It's better as a memory. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, well. Or should we push it into a pool, hit it with a deep frost, and uh, leave it for somewhere in the future with like a note on it that says, do not thaw? <laughs> do not resuscitate. Uh, yeah. Who wants to go first? <laughs> um, um I'll, I'll go yeah i i remember really liking this movie it was part of like we talked about a collection of films that i haven't seen that many poly shore movies but this era of films along with biodome and uh, dude where's my car i would also kind of throw into this even though it was a little bit later um i think a lot of them are better as a memory which is what i would throw this into like there are a lot of fun things very lovable things in it um, and I, it gives me the warm memories to think of this. Same with uh, Blast for the Past, which I guess maybe I shouldn't rewatch. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's better as a memory. I it's hard to recommend. There's just an, uh, enough. I want to give this movie the benefit of the doubt that like it it is showing David's a shitty dude, and that is like something that is very clear in the film. But they don't let him learn a lesson, and they give him everything he wants at the end without him learning a, a single damn thing so yeah, yeah better as a memory yeah i um i would agree there are absolutely things about this movie that i love um we've got yeah i mean it's essentially a sequel to the goonies because we've got data returning and reprising his role um alongside sean astin and so there's there's a lot of things that, that are great in this movie um uh Polly Shore's performance, Brendan Fraser's performance, they're they're classic. I love them. But there's enough casual racism and sexism in this movie that that alone, I think, mm-hmm. makes it yep. worth forgetting. Um, so, yeah, I would agree. Better as a memory. I'm pretty relieved because I thought this is going to be another episode where Gavin and the guest love something that I just don't get. <laughs> um. I think there's a lot to like in this movie. I do. Uh, I think Dave sucks. I think Dave sucks so much. I think you actually just remove Dave from this movie and it has a chance of still being good where Polly Shore oh, just finds him and they go on adventures mm-hmm. to try to chill. You'll have to have some conflict in there. You can't just have them just going on hijinks. Um, my degree's in screenwriting. I don't bring <laughs> that up too much because it's a pretentious sentence. 
Uh, I actually, <laughs> my capstone was literally writing a sequel to the Goonies, so I take some umbrage with what you're saying. I mean, what? I have an actual Goonies two script explain, that I wrote. How do you explain Data and Sean Astin both being in the same high school, basically playing the same characters? Like, I mean, I don't. <laughs> it's that well, <laughs> they're not playing the same characters at all. First off. All right, so uh, the reason I bring up the screenwriting thing is, like, there's very simple steps you go through when you when you write a movie. Um, you figure out the basic story that you want to tell, and then you develop the characters in that story, and then you let those characters actually tell the story. Um, mm-hmm. And in that first step, uh, w- one of the sub-steps that you do is you just find all of the possibilities inherent in the premise. So if you if you know, I want to write a story uh, where a caveman comes back to life in Encino. Um, maybe you have all sorts of wacky ideas in there that could happen, that could be a different version of this movie. And instead you chose, let's have him go to high school so that people can be popular. <laughs> the other <laughs> characters in this movie, one of whom is Dave, that you wrote. <laughs> And, like, yeah. I just can't get past that decision because, like, there is a version of this movie that I could like more. Um, mm-hmm. And also, this movie's fucking terrible to women. <laughs> yeah, it's not absolutely. Great. Like, yeah. I don't know if we've done a movie on this podcast that was worse to women. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, beyond just lack of agency, just pretty okay being sexually assaulted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not pleasant. It's not good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the lack of agency and lack of character, even, for most of it. Like, as much as we're joking about it, the woman who, who is, like, into the aggressiveness, well, everyone's into the aggressiveness, but the woman who's most explicitly into it is also the one who has the most character in the entire movie in terms of the women. Which is really nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we yeah. ask, like, as a podcast, when we ask, is this still good? I, I really think we're focusing on two things. It's like, does the filmmaking hold up? If it's a comedy, do the jokes still work? Do you still enjoy it? If it's if it's a drama, does that still work? Uh, and the second thing is just, like, from a social values perspective, is this still worthwhile? Is this still meaningful? Um, I would say that latter is part of the former, though, in a certain respect. Sure, I'm, it, I'm just it, like it specifying. It's changed, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, for instance, like one thing that is weird in this movie is that you do hear, uh, you know, the the slur for gay people that we don't really use very often anymore. But the but only person who says that gets yeah. the shit beat out of him, so immediately following, which yeah. is kind of cathartic. <laughs> yeah. One thing I couldn't figure out uh, at the end of this movie is. So the villain gets on stage and says, we have a right to know who this person is, right? I was supposed to be prom king, and now he's prom king. And we should all know if something's a little off, right? He's a caveman. And everyone laughs. And I can't tell if they're laughing because they don't believe him or because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's just Every, like, that's Everyone great. already knew that. Oh, my and, God. Like, that's exactly. why we were just hanging out with him. Yeah. Greasy. <laughs> of course he's a caveman. That's why we all wanted to fuck him. <laughs> it's greasy. I forgot how much they said greasy and how dumb that greasy. is. Greasy. <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. doesn't work for but me. Easy. Buddy works. And it's yeah. like, it's arbitrary what one. from a movie 29 years ago is going to work for me. Like, 
some of the stuff where they add edge to the end of it uh, works. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever need to say, we need to get some fundage. I'm like, I hate that. I don't know why I hate that so much more than Grindage or what was the other one? Uh, Grindage was a good one. One of my favorites was fill the furnace, pack the cheeks, and stuff the gills. <laughs> it's a good life. Also in reference to eating food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I think it's reboot time. Drew, you've you've listened to enough of these that you knew that at some point you were going to have to pitch a sequel or a remake or a reboot in a section called Insert Bumper Here. We're reviving a canceled undercover police program from the 80s. Oh, it's not a remake, it's a reboot. You see, the guys in charge of this stuff lack creativity. What the fuck is a reboot? So all they do now is recycle shit from the past. We're working on less of a shriekle and, and more of a screamake. Expect us all not to notice. I like it. Another! <laughs> I, I think I did know that, but I also didn't think ahead on this one. So uh, maybe come back to me. Fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I can go first. Uh, I'm. I don't. I'm more interested in con- continuing with these characters, except Dave, um, <laughs> than I am in like watching a, a reboot of it. Although, you know, I was I was pretty clear that there's a better way to tell this story. But I also want to jump 30 years later and find out how Brendan Fraser has adapted to the world. I don't necessarily need any of these other characters. It's not even hard to imagine as a comedy because this character is not going to be like, well, you know, if you go the full comedy route, he could just be like a very successful businessman. Mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. everything's working out for him. But in reality, like, we're really just watching a story about someone with disabilities in the modern world. And the the other continuation, I don't know if you've seen Brendan Fraser recently. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, not in the best health. But also... I, I thought he was looking better recently than he... I mean, maybe very recently. Before. I don't know. Maybe he's done better in quarantine than I have. But... A part of this movie is teaching the caveman about modern food and just giving him junk food. And if that's, mm. like, canon in this world, that means yeah. he's just been eating, like, shit for 30 years. I think he ate that dog, to be perfect. I mean, probably. <laughs> so I don't have a fully fleshed out sequel. This is just the, the possibilities inherent no, in the premise. A great, that's a great idea. And I don't, um, I don't, I've, I haven't seen Polly Shore for a while. I wonder if there are, like, Hollywood politics reasons for that. Or if uh, America just decided, that's enough. <laughs> well, okay, so I just want to bring up real quick. We did actually have a continuation of this character, of Brendan Fraser's character. He makes appearances in two subsequent Pauly Shore movies. Um, what? Both in Son-in-Law and in the Army now. Um, so we know that at least this character did go to college. And did join the army. Um, we don't know what happened to him afterwards, but that, that could be a really good, you know, I'm gritty. He died in service, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and he's an American hero. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Cave Nugs or Cave Nug, Cave Nug. <laughs> well, I assume I like that was his cave wife. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sh- I'm assuming they stuck together because it would be probably pretty hard to. <laughs> yeah go through well also they've got all that shared trauma trauma bonds yeah (laughs) yeah you go through this traumatic experience together come through after but if if freezing and stronger colder yeah if movies from the 90s have taught me anything it's that relationships built on shared trauma never work Mm, that's that's a speed 
Um, I would love to see just her uh, come out of this with a <laughs> just just cave nug, you know, the continuation, and she um, learns to process the world on her own, and um, that that would I feel like be a great continuation of this story, or and maybe get a little redemp- redemption for the just casual sexism and overall mistreatment of women in this film. Um, you know, just have it kind of uh, pulled back from that a little bit. Uh, would be great. Yeah, maybe she just knocks out men and has sex with them. <laughs> just really even it out. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody like knows. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's how. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows. I'm that, just trying to know, bring cosmic balance that... to cinema. Sure. Yeah. Karma. Karma does uh, help well, out. I guess. I don't I, know. I'm gonna jump in here to say I. I would. This is one of a few movies that I would actually like to see a reboot. Okay. Of. Like I think this is how would you reboot. do it? I think you just, rather than uh, making this movie the way it is, you just rob much more readily from E.T. So the government comes after? Oh, that's, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 but yes. (laughs) Like, I mean, put put it in like, you know, they've found this caveman in this weird dig site. They're driving. They get an accident, and it slips off a ledge and goofily, like, goes down a hill and winds up in someone's pool where it defrosts, and then, like, a kid saves this other guy, saves the caveman. Mm-hmm. And decides the best way to hide him is to take him to school so he can keep watch over him for his own, for his protection. And they become really good, honest friends. Okay. And you know maybe the kid doesn't have a lot of friends at the time, and it helps him through an awkward time. But there's not that like toxicity involved. It right. is more just that positivity and like bonding and forming like a new kind of family for someone who doesn't really maybe have the best home life or the closest friends yet. Is it still Polly Shore playing? One of them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Probably not. Maybe he's the dad. <laughs> All right, that'd be great. Yeah, but I think there's just like you. T- you make ET. I. You know. I. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to send him home. Like you don't need to. It's not about that release. It's about you don't need like, to white fang him. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, maybe. Maybe I'm sure something comes up. Maybe you know, and there is like a white fang moment because you know what movie couldn't use a white fang moment, uh, or a Harry and the Hendersons moment, but you know. And that I did look it up. That did come first, not not before the book. <laughs> right, there right. was a '91 White Fang, though. Okay, uh, yeah, no, I think that's a great idea, Gavin. I think this movie does work better as like a, a like a feel feel good kid. I mean, surely, how would you describe ET? But like that sort of ET yeah. CJ seven, uh, where where the heart of the movie is like watching it through a child's eyes, as opposed to like an '80s high school comedy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, again, you can do it in high school, but it just needs to be more yeah. of a... There's just, like, needless toxicity in this film. That, Absolutely. Like, it it was made at a time where that was, like, the type of comedy that was hot. Yeah. And it's not anymore, and it, the yeah. jokes that we'd be writing today would be better. Yeah, totally. Opinion. And it's also... it's It was hard to watch this mostly because, like, watching Sean Astin just do these shitty things and being put the hero. Right. Like, this is someone who... I only know yeah. Sean Astin from three things. I know him from Goonies. I know him from Lord of the Rings. And I know him from Stranger Things. And, and like, in those mm-hmm. last two, he is a sweetheart who is the least toxic human in those universes. Yeah. I've worked with him, and he's, like, actually a very, very sweet man. He seems like he is. Yeah. Uh, I I was, you know, a very young grip who was not doing stuff, like, the best way I could, not moving super fast, and um, he put up with us very, very reasonably and was just down to give it his all. He was a very sweet dude. Nice. 
no, that is part of it. Is just watching someone that you know from other things be a shit person. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you only kind of liked Encino Man, what's a what's a thing you might like more? Blast from the past. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's been unanimous. That. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> Not, okay. Really quick in thirty say... seconds. Why doesn't Blast from the Past work? I'm so curious. It'll save everyone so much time. I'm, I'm not going to quote it, but there's a line it really, really early on. There's also a lot of casual sexism in, in Blast from the Past as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Walken's character is horrible to Sissy Sayspec's character. Um, and uh, yeah, there's also, yeah, it's, I mean, there's so much to love about that movie, but it's also just, yeah. Uh, David Foley, his character, um, just extremely stereotypical 90s gay friend mm-hmm. um that's pretty pretty rough in itself and then you know so it's just it's a lot of humor based on things that just are not funny anymore it's it's these 50s ideals taken to a modern day so it's like the the the, so whole, the worst the of both worlds. comedy yeah exactly okay. um the comedy comes out of yeah the sexism and racism that was present there being instilled as virtues basically into a um, blank slate of a kid that was raised in a bomb shelter. So yeah, I can see that not working out too well in a mainstream rough, '90s yeah. comedy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, is there a Pauly Shore movie that you liked more than this? Um, that you would revisit and realize you were wrong about it. <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching Pauly Shore is Dead. I thought that was a really good, um, really good kind of come not comeback i wouldn't i guess it wasn't really a comeback because he didn't do that much after that but uh putting himself in a movie where he played himself and went to prison and got stabbed because someone hated the weasel so much was <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> pretty uh pretty satisfying i might um, check that out that sounds fun it's it's worth a watch i remember it being pretty funny i haven't seen it in a long time but uh yeah it's very self-referential and very it acknowledges a lot of the problems that he had gavin what you got i'm trying to think like i mean i want to recommend biodome but i'm sure it's just as problematic Mm -hmm. as this one is but the and like the 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 setup of that is just as broad as this is it's about two uh stoners who accidentally lock themselves in a scientific experiment uh with a bunch of scientists who are trying to live in a sustainable dome and just wind up driving the scientists insane don't they spend most of the movie trying to sleep with the scientists like i thought that was like that's a big part of it yeah but like then they also have girlfriends at home who care and worry about it's very yeah it's a it's a strange movie and i have a lot of positive memories of it so i don't know i'm like again i'm sure it doesn't hold up that well but I, i can't i'm trying to think of like what a more modern thing in this vein would be but it's not coming to me so I don't know. Go watch Biodome with with uh, you know some hesitancy in that recommendation. Go watch the Mummy. That, that was literally going to be mine. If you like uh, the, oh, some sorry. of the characters in Encino Man, uh, but didn't like the movie that much, go watch the Mummy. It's got two of the characters, and it's the it's a great. good time. It has Polly Shore. We'll, we'll cover it at some point. Although no, it's got Eric Avari. It's got Odin Fair. Like it's it's a fun movie. Yeah. All the mummies are so good. All right, Gavin. I just recently watched those again. <laughs> Especially uh, Scorpion King. Right? Especially Scorpion King. 
The CGI just so good. I think like Scorpion <laughs> King three, which I believe is a prequel to the sequel oh, no. to uh, to a sequel to uh, a reboot of a remake. Rock in it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a that is a layered universe. All right, Gavin, you want to walk us out? Well, yeah, sure. Why not, Drew? Thank you so much for being with us. Thank is there you for a place me. that people can find you and follow you? It's and, a coma. Um, you can go, you can find me and follow me in Tacoma if uh, if I ever do leave my house. Yeah, the license plate again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can listen to me and Mark Van Eglin's podcast, uh, Make That Song Now. Uh, we put out episodes every other Sunday. And um, you can go to our website, makethatsongnow.com, and follow us on Instagram at makethatsongnow. Um, that's, that's about it. Yeah, and if, if you play music, they're always looking for guests, is what I've heard. Yeah. And if you want to just send us an email just to say hi, we really like it when people say hi. <laughs> Emails are nice. <laughs> Emails are just great. Just know someone out there that cares in that voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they care that's enough to the just void screams point back. out your faults. Yeah, that's the void screaming back. Uh, yeah. Well, if you, you know. DVR'd that uh, Jake Paul fight, you can uh, see some of my work because I got back from Atlanta last week doing sound on some absolutely crazy shit with Snoop Dogg and Pete Davidson. Uh, only really throwing that out because it's quite a contrast of spending a wow. year staring at a wall and playing with my cat. That sounds cool. It was wild and uh, very short story. I was working too hard and long to really enjoy the truly insane things that happened at two or three in the morning because I just wanted Ice Cube to stop drinking so I could go home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you can find me at Gavin V. Murray on Gmail where you can see Instagram stories of me playing with my cat and staring at a wall. Uh, Follow me at Hold for Plane and you can tell us whose cat is cuter. I mean, Gavin has two cats, so I guess statistically he probably wins. Drew, do you have a cat? I have two cats and a golden retriever. Well, okay, that balances out. I guess Drew wins, yeah. Well, yeah, right. she's pretty fucking That's cute, basically one cat. Her name is Shania Twain. Oh. She wears sunglasses all the time. Super fucking cute. Uh, Drew, that don't yep. impress me much. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining, and uh, I don't know. Good night. Good night. I forgot how to end a podcast. You could have thrown in wheezing. You could have done so many. See you later, buddy. Yeah, see you later, buddies.